1: Wow, today's gonna be a pretty epic episode. I'm already challenged in the pre-conversation that I just had with Cheryl Tan. Now she believes that everyone has a story to tell and her mission is to help entrepreneurs nonprofit organizations and corporations tell those stories better on video and become known as experts in their space. So of course, you are on the right podcast, the author to authority podcast. She is a former TV news anchor and host and Cheryl shares the skills she learned in the newsroom to help businesses around the country become media authorities. She's the creator of the Media Authority Plan, a program designed to help experts increase their visibility through videos. So welcome to the show, Cheryl. Kim, it's so
2: fun to be on your program. Thank you for having me.
1: We were just talking before you came on about how we've been enjoying PodMatch. And I just want to encourage my listeners, if if you are looking for a way to guest on other podcast and that is you know a, a very valid way to build authority we're going to talk about video today but you know if you're looking to guest you know check out PodMatch. i'll put the link in the show notes because it is a great way to get yourself out there but cheryl i want to let you loose for a little bit and i just want you to share a bit about your story you know how did you become a tv news anchor and then how did you shift to designing
2: the media authority plan It's all about relationships, isn't it? So as you were talking about PodMatch and podcasting and videos and my journey into the world of TV news, it's all about relationships. It started way back in college. A mentor, when I was in college, said to me one day, she was like, I I think you should do TV. And I was like, I I don't know what that is. Like, (laughs) I was an English major. Like, I don't (laughs) know.
1: (laughs) <laughs> That's for lazy people.
2: <laughs> well, she was, and I, again, I was like, I don't know what you mean. And she explained it to me and I said, oh, okay. So it basically is using the words that I write and mixing it with pictures to tell a story. And I was mm. like, oh, okay. And so I threw myself into that and started as a TV reporter, right out of college, and did just had a great career working mm-hmm. in in, a, in several different newsrooms up and down the East Coast, United States, and just really enjoying the opportunity to tell stories of people I had the opportunity to meet. Then in 2014, I said, "Okay, it's time to do something different," and I started my career, I guess my second career, as a business owner (laughs) and really using the skills that I learned in the newsroom to help the business owners and the experts that I get to work with now. It was a couple of years after I started the business that I realized that video was a thing. If you'll remember, Mm -hmm. like back in 2016, 2015, Blab came on the market, Twitter Live, Facebook Live, and it really put the power of, Creating our own platform in our mm-hmm. own hands. That meant that anybody could be in front of their camera. Mm-hmm. They could grow their own audience. They didn't need to go through me as a news reporter to be on TV anymore. They could really create that platform and connect with reporters on their own. It was so, it was just such a great opportunity that I saw mm-hmm. to help people who really didn't see it the way I saw it. <laughs> so I had a really good time working with people to help them understand that this platform, the internet, their phone is a really a great chance to grow mm. an audience. It's been a lot of fun.
1: So I got one question for you. How did you get that first job as a, as a as a TV reporter?
2: <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one. So a lot of people now, if they know and a lot of people know early that they want to become a A reporter. Like they know this early. So they'll do internships in high school Mm -hmm. and college, and they'll make what's called demo reels. They'll make Mm -hmm. them in those locations. But I didn't have that. I was a senior when my mentor said to me, I think you should do TV. So I didn't have internships. I didn't have the reel. I didn't have anything. I didn't have the look. I didn't have anything. So I worked for free in a couple of different places right outside of college Mm. right that summer a few months right outside of college i worked in tv stations for just the experience i made Mm -hmm. connections and people shot stand-ups of me on camera and i used those those reels that I made Mm -hmm. to send out to news stations around the country and I got a job from there.
1: You know what I love that. I love that. And the reason I love it is because you didn't let the things you didn't have stop you. Yeah. You found a way. And when you're in entrepreneurship, you know, when you're trying to build authority, all of these things, in the beginning, you
2: usually don't have what you need. You don't have an audience. You don't think that you know as much as you do. But by the way, mm. you do. And what you're doing instead is you really have to be scrappy. You have to think about yes. what you do know, what you already have. Mm. And and this is what I think is really interesting is I, as a reporter, I, you'd, I would seek out people who had different experiences that mm. could still teach my TV audience at home something that they needed to know. Yes, so if you kind of look at it like that, if you as an expert understand that maybe you don't have a PhD, maybe you don't have 50 years in business, <laughs> but the way that you look at a topic yeah. or the way you bring things together, the way, maybe mm. the way you explain things can help your audience, your audience where your client might be sitting mm. in. And that can be really, really valuable. And I know you work with authors and authors-to-be, and so they're doing the same thing, maybe not on video yet, (laughs) but they're doing (laughs) that through the written word, and it's powerful. It's powerful to create that connection. You are so correct. And you have to kind of
1: believe in yourself first. You have to have that little bit of faith in yourself to put Mm -hmm. yourself out there. And is it always going to turn out the way that you want? no sometimes the answer is no and you have to accept that but i loved the fact that you didn't let those things stop you that you did what you had to to get the experience you need and get the content that you needed so that people would see you and hire you and you did it for free when i was first starting ghostwriting i mean i charged almost nothing for to write my first couple of books so I could get the experience, so I could get the reviews, so I could, you know, start making those connections and have people say, oh, Kim is the person you have to work with. And once
2: I had a couple of those, well, it was quite easy to start raising my prices. That's right. Game on. Go on, Kim. That's wonderful, right? It's like putting putting your money where your mouth is, if you will. Mm.
1: I know it's an old-fashioned saying and people don't like it, but there's
2: times you just have to pay your dues. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I mean, here's a case in point. I started on YouTube a long time ago. And when I say a long time ago, it's just that I had an account a long time ago. And it just (laughs) meant putting like interviews on there. There was no SEO. It was just like, no keywords. No, like, I I didn't know what that was. (laughs) But then a couple of years ago, I decided to really focus on it and Mm. I'm not a viral YouTube star by any stretch, but I have a number of videos on there. Some of them have views and some of them are really helpful. And Mm. people just in the last two weeks have come to me and they've signed up to work with me from those videos. They're a couple of years old now. Could they be better? Sure. Could they be longer, shorter, more helpful? Yes, I'm sure. But These videos, which means your videos too, Kim, or Mm -hmm. anyone listening or watching, your videos can be that connection point. People can say, oh, I know Mm -hmm. you. Yeah, of course I'll work with you. Like that makes a whole lot of sense. I can see how you're thinking. I can see your process and I can see that it might work for me. Let's work together. And that's what those videos do for me. And I know they do for my clients and Mm -hmm. well for anybody, actually. It can work.
1: That is one of the powerful things of video and YouTube. When I do a a YouTube search, sometimes the videos I'm watching, you know, especially I I love to craft, knit, you know, sew, crochet, I've got a Cricut machine. So, (laughs) you know, I go look up those videos and sometimes those videos are two, three, four years old, but it doesn't matter because it's teaching me what I want to know. And that was one thing that has been sitting in the niggling in the back of my brain for a while is that power of video and you know building out and that's one of the reasons why now uh, we're live streaming these podcast episodes to YouTube as we do them cuz to build out that that channel and to have a position there on YouTube. So I'm very excited to hear what you're going to teach and train about today because I was thinking yeah and audience, just so you know, I'll, I'll give you a little peek into my brain. Sometimes I pick guests because I I need to learn something. And I figure if I need to learn something, you need to learn something, too. So sometimes <laughs> guests come on because
2: I want to learn something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy to help you and your audience because it is, it's powerful, just mm-hmm having worked with the people I've had the honor to work with and just seeing it yeah, for cool. myself, the video, whether, and it, it doesn't actually matter what we think about the video. So whether <laughs> I could, my hair have been better. Could I have worn a better outfit? Could I have been more clear? Absolutely. But that's not the point. The point is we're putting something out there that serves our audience. Mm-hmm. And I want to share three things that will stop you. And it has stopped me. It has stopped potentially you, Kim, but not after today. It won't. But for other people, it usually falls in one of these three categories. Number one, they just feel anxious on camera. They're anxious about their setup. They're anxious about how they show up on video. Maybe they're worried about what they're wearing. But whatever it is, the anxiety leads to a lack of confidence. Number two, the second problem is they don't know what to say. So, okay, maybe they look great, but they're like, how do I make something coherent come out of my mouth that other people want to hear? Yeah. Problem number two. The third problem is they just don't have a process. They are maybe committing this random act of video, which is like a RAV, like we want to stop the RAV, but what they're doing is they're creating, like they get this energy and they create one video and they're done, but they don't have a process to create more. So your lack of confidence, your unclear message, and this disjointed content plan are kind of the three points of a big problem that stop people from creating video content. So here are some things that you can do to kind of get over those issues. And the first one is to really focus on the big three, lights, camera, and audio. So I'm here and we're on video right now. If you're listening to the podcast, just imagine sitting in front of a big window. (laughs) That's all I do. I'm just sitting in front of a big window and I happen to be in my home office where I really get good light in the afternoons. Mm -hmm. I can't really do it in the early mornings because the sun would be too bright But I like having interviews right around this time of day. So if you know that about your location, then you know, do your interviews at a certain point in time in your location on those days. Okay, so lights, or you can sit in front of a light. Camera. Now, I'm just using a laptop right now. I don't have even an external camera or anything like that. But everyone's pretty much got a a phone, like a smartphone. So that could be your camera. And just make sure that you're... And I'm, again, I'm in my camera. I'm sitting in my shot. I'm framed properly. So I'm like, as I like to say, the anchor of my shot where there's not too much space above my head or to the side. So I'm just really in the middle of my shot. So lights, camera, and audio. And so I actually have a microphone that I'm using. I'll lift it up so you might hear something. It's this Audio-Technica ATR2100. You don't need to buy a microphone. And Kim, you've got a microphone too. Is it the same one? Is it an ATR 2100?
1: I don't know, but it is the same brand. Uh, okay. Mine's probably a little bit... Maybe newer. Yeah, this is
2: old. Yeah, I think it's the same one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. We don't. You don't necessarily need a microphone if you are in a quiet place, but you can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. So those three things are technically all that you need, honestly, technically, but then you want to maybe level it up a little bit. Focus mm-hmm. on maybe a solid color that you're wearing. Make sure your hair is out of your face and bring energy to your delivery. They were saying, I was reading today, that your nonverbal cues take up 60%, 60 65% yeah. of interpersonal connect, communication. So people, even if they're not hearing you or watching you what I mean is, they're not even like focusing on what you're saying. They're watching you and your, your, your expressions. Part of that, more than half of it, is what they're getting out of this conversation, how we're interacting with each other on screen, and the energy that's coming out of my voice. Maybe they're not even listening to what I'm saying. It's like blah 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 to some people. <laughs> so that's part of it. And once you kind of get that confidence piece, then it's practicing it. Mm-hmm one of my favorite, favorite, favorite exercises to share with people is something called the seven day video challenge with yourself, because (laughs) it really is just something that you do that is not published. Now you can publish it and that's a bonus, but take a moment, same time every day for the next seven days, let's say lunchtime. And before you sit down to eat, take out your phone, and shoot a 30 second video. You're gonna record it, leave it on your camera roll, and maybe it's a 30 second video on what you learned that morning or something you did yesterday. So you'll do that for the next seven days. And before you shoot the next day's video, so today is Tuesday, before you shoot Wednesday's video, you watch the video from Tuesday and shoot your Wednesday video. And do the same thing for the next seven days. So imagine on your camera roll, seven videos that are about 30 seconds long that get better. First of all, with each one you do, you don't have to publish them. But what if these videos are great? Then you have something that you can publish on Facebook or Instagram or in stories or on YouTube shorts for the next seven days after the challenge ends. But what I've learned Because I run a video boot camp for experts and entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. is just the act, the 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 muscle memory of creating video helps them want to create more video and it helps them feel more comfortable as they're doing it. And once you feel more comfortable, it game on. It's so good. They are they they love the idea of being on camera because they Mm -hmm. see the result of them feeling better when they're sitting in front of. The lens.
1: Wow, you just shared so many nuggets there that I could we could
2: probably do like an hour long, and we only
1: usually do 30 minutes. But I wanted to focus in on a couple of things. So sure. you talked about body language, and when you were talking about that, it also made me think about the fact that many times today people are watching the video and not listening they're reading the subtitles, because maybe they're at work, and they can't, you know, they can't listen to it. And when you said body language, I'm thinking, yeah, you've got to have that energy, you've got to have that presence about you. Smile. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless it's a really serious topic, of course, and then you don't want to be smiling, but generally smile. I've heard it said that when you smile, the energy comes through in your voice, and people see it, and they hear it. and It affects them. So that that was one thing I was thinking about with what you said. And the next was muscle memory. Right now, I learned how to play piano a bit when I was a kid. I redid it again when I was in my 20s. Now I'm redoing it again in my 50s. (laughs) And the one thing I found was muscle memory does not come as quick when you're in your 50s as it does than when you were in your 20s. I'm having to work harder. But you are so correct in that in the fact that once you've done it, and once you've done it a few times, and it becomes a habit and you get used to it, That's when you start to see the momentum. That's when you start to see the results. That's when you start to see success from it because you've done it enough times. You've paid your dues. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, you've done the okay, these videos just don't quite. But once you get good at it and you practice it and you start seeing the results, it does become pretty addictive.
2: It really does. And it is something that you only recognize after you start doing the work. I think in many ways, we want to be spectators. We want to see, oh, let me see if that works. And then I'll jump in. Unfortunately, this is not one of those things. If you want to get better, then you do need to create the, the time and the space mm-hmm. to To do the work. Now you don't have to publish these videos, although it is more fun if you do, but (laughs) you do need to create them. (laughs) There's there's no escaping that. Like there really is no escaping that. People will say to other people, Oh, you're a natural. I've heard people say that before. I, you know, you're a natural at this. You, You know, you should X, Y, or Z, you should be doing this more. But the reality is, I mean, personally, I've created thousands of hours of video. I've interviewed thousands of people. You should be
1: a natural at it by now. I
2: better be. And if I'm not, then I'm in trouble. (laughs) But and people might say, Oh, she's not that good. And that's fine, too. That's the beauty of it is Mm -hmm. we're all showing up as ourselves. And people are going to think what they think. But we're still showing up no matter what.
1: When you were saying that it, it brought me back to 2020, when everything shut down. Yes. And now you're seeing all of these you know, actors, comedians, not so much news people, I didn't see it as much of news people, but specifically actors who are now having to shoot these things from home without scripts, without a team of people around them telling them what to do. And some of those videos were quite hilarious. Like I was, (laughs) okay, so we
2: now know where, who makes you look good and it's not always you. They're just like anybody else. Everyone's just like, we're all the same. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. what I should just say. We're all the same. And we have the same limitations, the same lighting. Well, maybe Mm -hmm. actually there's some good lighting out there, like really good lighting. (laughs) But in general, it's the same. And, and, and part of it is the energy. So one of the things that people, when I say this to people, as I do trainings and workshops, one of the things that people really seem to gravitate to Mm -hmm. is this idea that you have to show up with more energy than you feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So um, I, um, I have friends who are more quiet. They're on the more quiet side. And people say to them in general, like if we're out and about, people are like, oh, you're so quiet. They don't say that to me, but (laughs) they say that to my friends. And so if you are ever, if you're ever that person and people are Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're so quiet and they see that on camera, then that is a signal to you to bring a little bit more energy Mm -hmm. to sit on the edge of your seat. So like I'm sitting on the edge of my seat and to bring a little bit more energy. And since the only thing that you see is from the chest up, the energy has to come from your eyes. So a little more of that energy and excitement so people know that you're excited to be there.
1: I was remembering back, I took, I was in Toastmasters for quite a few years. And for me, it was always the opposite. They were saying to me, Kim, you're just too much. (laughs) i'm like okay i need to tone it down a little bit but i think with video and one of the things i love about video especially if you're not doing it live is if it it completely bombs first of all you put it out as a gag reel right secondly if it's really that bad guess what you just do it again Yeah. yeah replace it yeah i don't enjoy doing this even sometimes with my writing, my speaking, I'm going back and I'm watching myself. And it's, it's hard not to, I need to critique myself, but not criticize myself. But there's times I can see where, you know, the energy was starting to fade a bit. I was getting tired, it was towards the end. Maybe I hadn't prepared as much. So, you know, my opening was very strong, but my closing maybe wasn't as strong. And I think there's a value in going back. And for myself, I have to remind myself, I'm only critiquing. I'm not criticizing. I just want to see those areas where I can make improvement the next time I do a video.
2: One of the things, too, that I want to encourage all of us to do and all all of us, and I'm included in all of this, is to watch our videos back. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that I encourage our video bootcamp students to do because it is the natural inclination to post a video and not look at it again until like maybe there's a comment that you're like, where did that comment come from? What are they trying to say? But what I encourage our students to do is to create a video, to watch their video, and to ask two questions while they're watching it. So to your point, Kim, you said not to criticize, but to comment, Mm -hmm. right? But to ask two questions when you're watching your videos. And the first one is, what do I love about it? And what would I improve? So it's not necessarily critiquing it to say everything is wrong and should be scrapped. Yes. More so what did I love about this? Did I love the color? Did I love my energy? Did I love the way I simplified this part of this video? Mm-hmm. Or did I love you know, the way I structured this particular piece of content? What did I love about it? And then the second part of that is what would I improve? So for mm. the next time, could I add a little bit of movement in the beginning to increase that watch time that's yes. right at the very beginning when people like to drop off? maybe I should have been clear in the very beginning, right off the bat, like, should I make my hook mm-hmm. a little stronger? And, and so that's what I want our creators to think a little bit more about is once we get past looking at ourselves, like once we get past all of that, then we can really scientifically say, all right, what would I improve? Mm-hmm. How can I make this better for my audience?
1: Yeah. One thing I was thinking about when you were saying, you know, kind of get over looking at yourself. One thing I've come to realize is I'm not everybody's cup of tea. But you know what, I'm very okay with that. (laughs) I'm a very specialized, unique cup of tea. And you've got to be a particular person to like me. And I've come to accept that, accept that, that I'm not everybody's cup of tea. But those who I am, are going to thoroughly enjoy it. And they're going to thoroughly enjoy watching my videos, listening to me, learning from me. Yeah. And it became very free because I didn't have to be everything to everyone. I could just be something to somebody. It's beautiful. Yes, definitely. So Cheryl, we're just about at the end of the show here. What I would love for you to do is just tell everyone, first of all, how they can connect with you. And do you have any freebies, gifts yeah. or things that... Um, you
2: would like to share with the audience today? Definitely. Feel free to find me on YouTube. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, and Twitter, all of the places, honestly. And for those of you who are interested in trying video and want a little bit of a guide, checklist, a checklist, a guide, a cheat sheet, or whatever, I have a video-ready checklist that you can get for free at CherylTanMedia.com slash video tips. And it's something you can print out or just have on your computer that walks you through what we talked about today, the lights, camera, audio, energy, framing, that kind of thing. So as you sit to do the seven-day video challenge, you are ready to go.
1: Cheryl, that is awesome. Thank you so much. Do you have a final parting thought for the audience?
2: I would say that people always think that the people they see on either TV or YouTube stars or people who look really comfortable on camera, that it's something that they just were born with. And that's (laughs) not true. (laughs) It takes, it takes work It really does. It takes work and it takes practice. What I always tell people is that practice makes confident. And as we mentioned earlier, without the actual recording and watching and figuring out what can be improved, there won't be improvement. And sometimes this creation happens behind the scenes. But these days, people don't have a problem with this creation happening in public. So whatever you're comfortable with, it doesn't matter, but the creation needs to happen and it does pay off. I so agree. I have not gone back
1: and listened to the first few podcasts I did because I just remember how nervous I felt when I was interviewing people and the first couple that I did where I was just talking into the microphone and the camera by myself and yeah, but now, you know, well over 300 episodes later, it wow. has become very comfortable for me. So thank you, Cheryl, for being on the show. This has been Cheryl Tan and Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, could I ask a favor of you? Can you share it out? Do you have a friend or a fellow entrepreneur that you know that's getting into video and could use these tips today? Please tell them about this episode share them a link tell them go listen to kim on the author to authority podcast and i promise you that uh, they will receive a lot of benefit from it have a great day everyone and we will see you on the very next episode bye now
0: You've been listening to the Author to Authority Podcast. The Extraordinary Word Ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder, has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers, and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business. And many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time.